Welcome to Witherslack Group's podcast. This week we're at our Westmoreland School joined by Ruth Smith, class teacher and computing and new technologies lead, and Rob Linus, deputy head teacher. Thank you both for joining us today. To start, tell us about your roles at the school. So Ruth, if you can start us off. So I'm one of the class teachers in the school and I also lead the computing and the new technologies. So since I came here, I've led our One iPad Per Child initiative across the whole school um, and I've supported with the technology as well. Yeah, and um, I'm Rob Linus. I'm the deputy head teacher. Um, Basically, my role has been to oversee the iPad Per Child um, programme that Ruth's been leading um, and help support with that. Um, I'm also an IT specialist like Ruth is. Um, which has significantly helped, but I'm also in charge of things like teaching and learning and other um, operational tasks as well. Great. So um, since 2015, the school has implemented an iPad per child. Ruth, you just touched on that just then. How has this contributed to breaking down the barriers to learning? Yeah, so one of the things for us at Westmoreland School is that technology underpins um, our pedagogy and learning. And we, we aspire for all our pupils to become well-rounded individuals. Um, and the technology has really helped them to become um, independent learners. Um, and it's given them more of a positive mindset around that. Um, with a lot of difficulties that our children have had to overcome, um, the iPads and the technology has significantly aided them to be able to break down the barriers. So, for example, if your child's got um, some difficulties with fine motor skills, um, and it can cause um, anxieties or upset when it comes to using things, just writing the name down or writing words, letters, letter formation. Um, we can use the iPad, and it's just a simple task of typing instead of writing. Um, don't get me wrong, we don't just type, we still work on those fine motor skills, um, but we just look at different ways to learn. Uh, we can record evidence, we can demonstrate learning in different ways, from recording sound to recording video, we use a lot of green screen, different activities like that. And it just steps away from that kind of um, traditional learning. Um, and, and we're able to then tailor that to the individuals that we have and put like learning plans in place so we, we know how our children like to learn um, and what best suits them. And we're able to then hopefully harvest the... Um, the best sort of outcomes that we can, um, which we all want for our children. Um, and, the, and the iPad one to one programme that we've been going on for now, for nearly four years, if not a little bit longer, um, has significantly aided with that. Um, and it's given us rapid progress um, across the curriculum and not just in computing. Okay, so um, what direct benefits have you witnessed from children with SEN using ICT? Well, that's a great question because we use, we've seen so many benefits with our pupils and we've seen um, so many of our children having so much success from it. There's one particular pupil um, that was saw a real major benefit from him um, and he started with us in March, in March 2013. He was only year one and he already had a longer history of exclusion due to his aggressive outbursts at his previous settings. This had a major impact on his progress socially, emotionally and academically. He's now a polite, confident and active learner at school as a result of our continued support with special needs. Biggest breakthrough, though, was mainly due to the introduction of the iPads. Technology has always been one of his strengths and having his own iPad immediately engaged him with his own learning. In his role as our head pupil, he's now able to support others to learn about their iPads and he has the patience to sit with them for long periods of time, showing them what to do and he calmly explains when they don't understand. He really likes helping the younger pupils, breaking those activities down into easier steps. He's really shown a real interest to develop these skills in his future, 
and help him with his career in this field. This is a massive achievement for him, as before, he'd only sit for a few minutes and he'd then become aggressive with others. So the iPads have allowed him to regulate his own anxieties. He's now able to use various different apps to calm himself down, and he's used his iPad to deliver assembly to the whole school on feelings. He's developed our idea of um, our vlog called Westmoreland News as well, and he's produced some of them with us. This child really believes that the introduction of the technology in school has enabled him to develop his confidence and independence. It's great stuff, that. So how do you encourage children to develop social skills whilst using ICT? Because typically, we associate digital devices as restricting communication. Yeah, um, we get actually a lot of parents, carers coming in and saying um, it's, it's sort of like a, a mixed sort of view around. Some people call them screens, some people call them tablets, devices, whichever. Um, and they, they talk about, you know, can we limit how much time they are because they're then the whole reason that, or part of the reason they come to a school like ours is that they want to promote the communication and develop those skills and they feel that, you know, this actually hinders from what they're doing at home um, where children will spend long periods of time on the tablet or device, whichever. So um, um, that's when they initially come to have um, a look around the school? Yeah, okay. so um, from there... You know, we use the technology around school and we're not replacing a pencil, we're not saying that that's not going to happen within our school, but what we'll use the technology is, is basically as a communication aid. Um, we've had examples for exa um, where children will go into crisis, they're struggling to communicate verbally, um, they might not want to make eye contact, but that device or tablet can be their little sort of area of safety, it's their safety space. Um, where they feel comfortable to communicate and it allows us to sort of bridge that gap on a non-personal level um, that they're able to say, Do you know what, this is why I'm not feeling great at the moment or this is what I'm struggling with, can you help and support with me in, in a certain way? Um, you know, and that's, that's from like a crisis point of view, but equally when we've got children that have got um, common interests, we've got strengths in these technologies that are already coming into school, it's the topic of conversation that they'll come in and go, have you played the latest game? Um, I was doing this at home. Can I um, look at my learning and my work? Can I use my iPad instead because it makes me feel that I'm able to do it as opposed to negative experiences I've had to overcome in the past? Equally, it means that we can take our devices, because they're a mobile device, it's a tablet, anywhere when we go out. We're a topic-based um, curriculum, um, how we work at Westmoreland School. We like to do a memorable experience at the start, so we go out and about. If we're doing a topic about castles, for example, for example even, we'll head off over to somewhere like Clitheroe Castle. The pupils can take their tablets with them. They can take pictures. They can create their own resource banks. They can record um, podcasts, for example, if that's what they want to do while they're there like this. They can record video blogs or vlogs, as they're known. They're able to then take their learning wherever they want to go. But it equally means that if they're not comfortable learning in a classroom when they come back, they can go and sit in a quiet, calm space like our library. They can go and seek support and help from another member of staff because they can take all their work and their learning with them. And from that, it really does aid the communication because all those steps there is sparking conversation. It's sparking that interaction with either adults or peers as well. So it really does support it. That's great, that. It's really interesting. Um, so are all subjects taught using IT? 
we use, we're a very technology-rich environment in Westmoreland School, um, and this allows us to use individualisation and differentiation, and that's the core of our teaching approaches. We don't, we're very particular at what we use it for. We use um, something called the SAMA model, um, which allows us to look at if we're using it to just substitute or if we use it to redefine learning. So we want our teachers sometimes to redefine the learning, do things that they couldn't do with pens and pencils before. But with some of our children as well, we do use it for substitution, for that pen and pencil. If they're struggling to write, but they can access the learning more with technology, then we'll use it to help them. So our learning within our school is led by our pupils and it develops their independence and differentiation further and that technology and that IT has enabled us to be able to do that. And then teachers then are able to adapt their teaching to the interests and, like Rob said, and needs of our pupils and it helps increase that independence. So it really varies on the teacher and the subject that they're doing and teaching but we have a very rich technology environment at our school. That's great. So, um, Ruth, in your class, how do you personalise learning? So, the pedagogy of teaching and learning has changed a lot in our school since we introduced the iPads, like I said before. And across the school, we now focus on the pupils being in charge of their learning. So, for example, within our school and in my class, in a maths lesson where the pupils are measuring objects and using the appropriate vocabulary, so people could be using something called Chatterpix, where you get the, um, the picture or the image to talk, and they'll tell you about the object through that. So rather than just writing it in their maths book, they might use it to make the um, picture talk and tell me the size of it. Um, another lesson, we might be learning about World War II, and we're able to create green screen videos to tell someone what it's like to be an evacuee. So rather than writing it down, they can talk to us, they can use that language, they can use the emotions of it. Um, in literacy, I often use um, Clips, another app, to create CCTV, um, where a character from a book might visit our school, and this is a great way to get the interest of our learning and help that differentiation. Um, I use a lot of augmented reality AR in my classroom, and by giving the pupils experience of, of for example, of climbing a mountain or swimming under the water or visiting a rainforest, allows them to use that sort of language and see what they can find out. Um, to then um, impl to introduce into the topic, but also put the ideas into their work. So it enables me to differentiate and personalise the learning to the children and see what they want to learn about within our classrooms. Okay, so tell us about, um, in fact you mentioned it Ruth, the digital leader roles that children aspire to have at Westmoreland. So the pupils um, and our digital leaders have been a real key for our one-to-one -one device programme. Um, so from the initial trial when we started it, um, our pupils gave the feedback and they've been the ones who have been the role models for some of the teachers. They've helped the teachers to do it. They then support other pupils. So within our digital leader role, the pupils have a clear love of the technology and they want to share that with each other. They want to share it with other children. And they're able then to go around and support other staff, support children in helping that. And they're the ones who promote our technology, promote the iPads. And they really want, they're proud of having that achievement with them. What skills do they develop in that role? So they develop communication skills because they're communicating with others, they're helping others. They develop the technology skills because we're showing them more advanced technology skills that they can sort of use for the future if they want a career in it. They're able to um, help others, they're empathetic of others because they're sort of understanding, they're developing their patience. It's all those skills they'll need for the future workplace. 
That's great. So um, the school became an Apple Distinguished School. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, um, Apple Distinguished Schools, or it's known as like ADSs as well um, within um, how Apple likes to abbreviate the terminology there, um, it's basically it's a centre of leadership um, and educational excellence um, that basically when... Um, you're going through using technology to change how you teach and learn, um, how the children are educated. Um, you put together um, a plan going forward, how you're going to do that. Hopefully it's beneficial to your school. Um, and then you've got to be able to then look, about, look at how um, you can demonstrate that it's been worthwhile to your school. Um, from that, um, you create what's called an iBook and then you publish that onto the internet. So we have an iBook, it's called Breaking Down Barriers to Learning. Um, it's available for anybody around the world to download on, the, um, on an Apple device through the iBook store as it is. It's a little plug there. <laughs> yeah, why not, eh? Uh, myself and Ruth put that together with the help of a few other people as well. Um, but it basically, it kind of talks a little bit about what we're, what we're going through today in the podcast. Um, so if you prefer to read, it's there for you as well. And, and essentially what it's there is to say that, you know what, these schools or these places of education are doing really well using the technology and it's benefiting, benefiting the pupil outcomes. Um, and for us, it was all about the breaking down the barriers that we've already touched about. Um, and Apple was able to recognise, you know what, what you're doing there is absolutely fantastic. And we were really appreciative of that. And um, we were able, with the communication from Apple, and we worked with them, we were able to evidence what we've done, and, you know, put our plan in place that was to make it even more effective. You know, they supported us along the way there. Um, it was constant communication. But it meant for us, the real benefit was, is that we was able to offer CPD to our staff. We was able to upskill them, build confidence levels and self-esteem. We was redefining how things was actually happening within the classroom. Um, it supported us with in ideas of how we could break down barriers to learning. Part of what Ruth was talking about with the CCTV actually came from when Ruth became an ADE. Um, she developed a link um, with a peer, a fellow ADE, and was able to use that idea from somebody else. Um, they shared the idea. It was so an ADE as well. Sorry, going back to that, it's an Apple distinguished educator. I was just educator. going to ask you that, and I was actually going to turn to Ruth. What is an ADE? So an Apple, an ADE is an Apple distinguished educator, um, and I became an Apple distinguished educator in um, 2017, and Rob has become one this year as well. So what it means is that we are we're seen by Apple as people that um, use the technology within our education environment to redefine learning, um, innovative ways. And we're then able to share that with others. We're sort of the lead on the learning within our school using the technology. Um, and we're able to go out and share it around the world. So Rob and I have shared things um, at BET in London, which has gone to worldwide people. And that's a conference, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the conference, the Education and IT Conference in London. Um, it just, it, it's sharing what we've, we've done as individuals across the world and being that lead, that innovation for technology. Cool. Um, so, Rob, um, I interrupted you there. Yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, so basically the, the Apple Distinguished School part of it is, is the whole package. Whereas Ruth just talked about, you know, we go internationally and we'll speak out and talk to people. Um, I, start, I talked about the CPD that we look at within school. It's, it's not just a case of what we share, it's what we receive as well. It's a two-way um, part of it. And it just helps, basically, using the technology to personalise the learning within the classroom, um, it allows us to promote the digital leaders that Ruth talked about as well. It basically means that for us is that that technology has really supported the children, it's really supported the staff, 
we're hoping that it has reduced workload essentially, uh, probably not initially because it's a very different way of teaching and learning. Um, but it does mean that um, they're able to take the learning outside, as we've talked about previously, and look at different ways of children to engage and actually be happy about learning as well, where previously sometimes they've not. Um, and we've brought all that together, we've put it all together as an iBook, and then from that we've been awarded to say, do you know what, it's very effective, it's very in in innovative, the way that you do things, so keep up the good work. Brilliant. So... Um how do you see ICT's um, role evolve in education and at Westmoreland School? Yeah, um, ICT is the core of education, I think, at the moment, and it's ever-evolving. Um, it doesn't stand still. It's always going to change. Um, you know, the moment that you start to do something on a computer and you start to use a technology, somebody already in the background is already designing something newer, better, quicker, faster. It's just how it works. You can't stand still. Um, you've got to constantly be learning about it. And that goes from us as staff to be able to then educate the children, uh, but also as pupils as well. They are ever learning something new. So I remember way back when, when I first graduated, um, and what I was learning about was using Microsoft Office 2007, which is, you know, quite some time ago, um, to which now we're on Office 2016 and beyond, um, you know, within in certain settings. So when you've got such dramatic changes and, and variance through there, um, it's really hard to see where it's going to go long periods of time because we've talked about in the past of where IT was all about how to use software. Now the education's about how we can develop that within computing and programming and looking around there. I think more on the immediate scale, um, it's obviously redefining learning within a school to make it accessible to all. There's a lot more accessibility features and it significantly helps in schools like ours. Um, that really does help. We've touched on it a bit before with the augmented reality um, and evolving more into immersive learning yeah. um, where you basically you're bringing, um, as we've talked about rainforests and walking up mountains, swimming under the sea, you know, you're bringing those experiences to life. You can practice those experiences with children that don't feel comfortable um, coming out of the safe space of, of school and um, home environments. You can really get to grips with what actually is um, involved in a place where they would not feel comfortable with um, going on to that. Um, but even even more recently, what um, uh, I think one publisher's just um, come out and released in the news this week, um, that they're going to stop producing paper-printed resources. So I think it's going to develop into that a tablet or a computer, a mobile device, is going to be that sort of one-stop resource for information. You know, the internet really... Uh, revolutionised when it came to finding out information um, you know and it didn't replace books for everybody but it did for quite a few and made it easier to get that finding that information that you needed to be learning about but I think even if now educational texts are going to be going that way as well and becoming paperless um, you know there's going to be a little probably a little bit of debates about whether that goes um, either way I think in the future um, to some it will significantly help others prefer paper and text and prefer to have a book in front of them so I think it's a really difficult question I think it's a good question and I think it's going to be a lot about preference of people yeah. um, and how they want it to develop and evolve going forward and I think that will significantly lead where companies then develop their technology or software and how that then impacts on education coming back and how the government see that Brilliant, thank you both for joining us um today. If you're not already, follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out the latest news from our schools and children's homes. Also visit our website 
We're the Slack group.co.uk to explore our library of resources and our upcoming events. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.